Holy shit. We're going to have a little bit of a different opening this week because uh, the last one got lost. So we talked about a couple of things that we are, we already recognize, like, as we were saying it, that it was, like, cursed things to put out into the mm-hmm. universe through our voices. And yeah. Dylan's computer just, like, crashed. Crashed. We lost fully, it. fully reset. Everything was gone. We're like, spo- we're like spooked, y'all. I'm really. This is a, this like, is a very I feel scary. Spooky. Like this is like. Should, oh my god. Something something evil. This is an evil episode. Um, yeah, like this is a cursed episode. Cursed episode. We were like not gonna actually put any of the things we talked about into, like, this episode. Mm-hmm. But just so y'all know, we talked about some shit, and yo, yeah, like the world heard us, and it said, and she went shut no. it down. No, ma'am. None of this is getting out. You will never hear the hilarious sequel to the talented Mr. Ripley that we ripped upon. Yeah, the, the only thing that we were going to leave in. <laughs> That's it. It was. Yeah, uh, I'm so was, sorry, everyone. So I, sorry, I've y'all. already forgotten it because there's there's we're there's, spooked. There's something going on. Something something's on the atmosphere. Oh there's a miasma. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm scared. <laughs> I'm gonna look in my in my monitor. I'm gonna see Jesus is behind me, and then Alex is behind you. Oh my god! It's gonna be like, like a wait. found footage movie. Oh no! It's gonna be like oh Mungo. my god! I'm so glad we don't oh. own a Ouija board because I should be flying out of the closet right now. Oh my god! This is why I bought. I shouldn't have bought that Grimes album. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have bought it. Then out came talk, talk, Hi. Hey there. Hi, we're here. Hi, everyone. <laughs> oh, God. This episode's so good. It's so funny, though, because like, we're not talking. We're talking about the opposite of a spooky movie. We're talking about like the chillest, most like confident movie in the entire Just, world. Like, a bro confident rock. Dudes rock. Yeah. Like, That's the dudes rock the movie. With a nonsensical plot. That I'm sure is not, not nonsensical to straight men, but to me, it's oh, like it. gobbledygook. Oh, yeah. Uh... Hi everyone! Hey, <laughs> hey! Uh, welcome to Straight People Movies. This is a podcast where we two gays get together. We talk about cursed things in our introduction and movies for straight people, and we ask the question: <laughs> Are you okay? <coughs> oh my god! Oh my god! It's like the spirit scene, is it's like the scene in Safe, the Todd Haynes movie, where she like has a cough attack at the kid's birthday party. Oh no! Oh, oh god. god! I'm now allergic to air. <laughs> but we also ask the question: Why? Why? Why, God, why? Leave me alone. What's why in French? Pourquoi? 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 I can, like, see Marielle Cotillard <laughs> screaming this in a movie. I'm sure she has. Okay, I'm just imagining a French version of Unfriended starring Marianne Cotillard. Pourquoi? Pourquoi? <laughs> Pourquoi? Pourquoi? I, I, I would Pourquoi? love to watch a movie where Marion Cotillard is just typing, like, on a computer. <laughs> like, I feel like that would be like like watching, like, a seal do, like, math. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, not. Like, it's, like, those two things. My brain, like, Marion Cotillard has never touched a laptop. Never. In she her life. Is. No. No. She responds to her agent through written letters. Yes. And that's it. Yep. Handwritten. Um, fountain pen. In blood. In blood. Her, yeah, her ink pot is full of her blood. And that's why all of her shit looks uh, so good. Okay. My name is Dylan Garcy. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle. And we're here, baby. We made it. Yeah, we're, we're still recording this episode. Hopefully you won't lose it like the Fight Club one. 
Hopefully one. Oh, God. The fight club one was really good, y'all. I know, guys. Our best episode that would have, like, launched us in the stratosphere, made us oh, the most yeah. famous podcast in the entire world. It got lost. <laughs> it got lost. It got lost, like, 98. It was fully, like... I don't think we ever actually fully addressed our lost episodes. We've talked about it. We kind of, like, referenced and stuff. But we did a lost episode, and then I, like, somehow deleted the file, but GarageBand was letting me edit it until the very end. And so when I went to save, it was like, you don't have a They're like, this here. doesn't exist. This is were, a What were you cutting time. out? What was this? It was fully like playing through the fire and flames on Guitar Hero and then just ending like the last 98%. And all you had was, was my audio, right? And we even joked yeah. about just like uploading <laughs> my side only. And it just makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, just be like. And whenever, Bra- uh, and whenever Brad Pitt comes... And whenever Brad Pitt, you know, whenever he just is on the screen, it's just magnetic. Uh, <laughs> he's so tan and sweaty in that movie. He's and so I'm tan just and really sweaty. sad that we didn't get to, you know, let y'all know how we felt about that. We might bring it back one day whenever we do our Drive Taylor's version episode. We'll probably, we'll probably redo we'll, we'll Fight Club. Yeah, Fight Club will definitely happen, everyone. But in the meantime, yeah. actually, that, that's a nice connector for the movie we're oh, doing. Yeah. Because Look at this is officially our first movie with this person in it but it's unofficially our second yes so that's fun oh baby that's what are we talking about today i'm so fucking we're talking about miss oceans 11 not the old one not Mm -hmm. the newer one with all women cast because we hate what women Mm, we're talking about the 2001 oceans 11 directed by steven soderbergh and starring every famous person from the 90s and 2000s you can think of Correct. Yes, that's right, baby. Um, and to clear, we don't hate women. We love we, them. We, we hate like, women. I, I'm joking. Movies. I was listening to Sinead O'Connor earlier today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're talking about fucking Ocean's Eleven. Steven Soderbergh's masterpiece, baby. I mean, he has so many masterpieces. Masterpiece. I mean, master- Dylan. Fucking... Oh, that's right. There's so many though, and you're gonna say this, so is, this is the best one. No, because that is. Um, Side effects. Uh, <laughs> You're so fucking psychotic for that take. The side effects is oh, perfect. Oh, God. Put it on Criterion. Well, obviously, we really want to get into it. Um, Let's get into it. So I'll go ahead and give y'all a brief intro. Uh, essentially, in honor of Kimmy, the HBO thriller <laughs> that four people watched over the weekend, Including one me. of them being Dylan and not me, <laughs> we're watching Ocean's Eleven, Steven Soderbergh's 2001 Dudes Rock heist movie starring George Clooney. Brad Pitt, Julia Roberts making her first appearance in SPM mm-hmm. role, which is pretty surprising because she's like an SPM. I should say she's an SPM mainstay. She sure in, is. In not in our podcast, but in the, the world of straight people movies. Yeah. Um, Andy Garcia, who's Ugh. very hot in this movie, so and nine other people. <laughs> uh, George Clooney, he stars as Danny Ocean, a con man recently released from prison, who puts together a new team of robbers and thieves to take down the Bellagio, the Mirage, and MGM Grand Casinos in Las Vegas. I have no jokes for this section. <laughs> this movie is perfect. Dylan wrote that, everybody. I just want to say I right was... now that I do not think this movie is perfect. I really like it, though. I really, okay. really like it. It's a great movie. Okay. But I just didn't want to, I, you know, I just, yeah. you know what I mean? It came out of my mouth. Yeah. I, it's fine. No, it was yeah. Dylan's, I, I put, it was I put Dylan's words in your mouth. And that's okay. It's fine. It's okay. Dylan puts words in my mouth all the time. All the time. Mm. That's not the only thing. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, and also, if you want to rewatch this uh, masterpiece, um, it's available to stream on HBO Max, like every other movie in the world right now, it seems like. So, get it, HBO Max. Good job with your curation. 
Yeah, you saw Drive My Car is going to be on HBO Max. In like okay, Mama. Okay, Miss Hamaguchi. HBO so Max I can, deal. Okay, get it. So I can um, rewatch all the parts that I fell asleep during. Um, <laughs> that movie's overrated. Um, anywho, Ocean's Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. What yeah. a movie. What a fucking picture. What a fun this movie fucking movie starts and never stops. It just keeps it going. Is, keeps on going. It's so likable. Impeccable oh, yeah. lighting. Impeccable light. Can we just talk? Soderbergh is like king of lighting. Like I swear oh, to God, like all yes. of his movies just have the best lighting. Oh, everyone looks so sexy in this movie. I feel like Ocean's Eleven is such a great movie to represent the transition between '90s aesthetics and 2000s aesthetics mm-hmm. because it's like it has like the jazzy score with like a trip mm-hmm. hop beat that like all movies in the nineties did. But then it mm-hmm. has like the color correction and the lighting of like a two thousands thriller. Lots yeah, of yellow. It's very mama. orange. Yeah. Very lots yellow. of orange mama. And it, it's just such a fun movie to rewatch because it's been a while. So it's mm-hmm. never felt dated until now. And it's always so fun to rewatch a movie and be like, wow, like this really did capture like a time period in a really fun yeah, way. It catches the moment. Yeah. He gets it. It's like, so like George Clooney spends his whole career trying to be Cary Grant. And like that very like classic Hollywood, and like this Soderbergh's the only person who can like understand that and get it out of him, because like we'll talk about other Soderbergh stuff later. Like around this time is also Solaris, I which mean, is another. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, Mama, bitch. Tarkovsky Solaris, because it's ninety minutes and not two and a half, and in Russia. <laughs> Um, so yeah, no, I agree. And you know, it's really funny because we just watched a brother where art thou a couple weeks ago and you get like a total character actor version of Clooney. And in this one, I think mm-hmm. this is like what people, this is ground zero for George yeah. Clooney as George Clooney. Yeah. Like the whole like, oh, he just plays himself. Like, I feel like it really starts in this one. Mm-hmm. Cause even like out of sight, which came out a couple years earlier, Ooh. another Soderbergh joint. I feel like there's still like a character he's playing, mm-hmm. but in this, he's just charming, he's suave, confident. cool, calm and collected. Yes. And that's George Clooney, right? And that's been yes. George Clooney and everything since then, for the most part. That's, it's incredible. Except for when he played a dork in The Descendants. Oh, yeah. The Descendants. Oh, I liked uh, The Descendants. I don't like The Descendants. I was just like, I don't know. I was also like 20 and I was like, divorce. You're like, dead wife. Divorce, Hawaiian shirts. Shailene Hawaiian. Woodley. Shailene Woodley. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember um, Jim Rash winning an Oscar for that, which was cool. That ruled. Um, Who's that? He he was the he's the dean on Community. He won an Oscar. Yeah, he wrote it. He wrote um, the Descendants. Yeah, I don't know anything I'm, about like two thousand sitcoms. I didn't watch any of them. Sorry, everyone. We gotta watch Thirty Rock. No, um, it's, it's all on it's all on Peacock. I think it's actually on Netflix now. I'm Dylan. It's fine. It's I'm I'm thirty one. <laughs> any shows that have been out for the last. 50 years that I've not watched already, I'm not going to watch. It's too late. It's over. It's over for me. The other day, I was like, is this the moment? Also, in our in our um, Lost uh, intro just now, I talked about how, like, I had a, had a I, I had bipolar, and I had, a, like, a bad week last week, whatever, and last week, I was like, I'm going to watch The Sopranos. <laughs> That's how I should have known. What a great known. choice. That's how I know I was, like, unmedicated. I feel like if I was feeling mentally unstable, like, just, like, getting to funnel that energy into The Sopranos seems yeah. like the right way to go. Yeah. Like, you don't want to watch, mean, like, Twin Peaks when you're feeling unstable. I don't want Twin Peaks. No, I want to watch. Look, my thing with Sopranos is if I ever break my collarbone, um, that's what I'm going to watch. This is Beautiful. Sopranos. We can arrange Beautiful. that. We can. Yeah. That sounds good. Whenever, yeah. oh, my God. So after I see, after we see Dua Lipa in uh, España, throw me off of something. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, let's do it. Oh my god, I'll throw you off some like really like ancient stairs in Barcelona. Yeah, in Barcelona. uh, Barcelona. I would love to fall down some sort of like grand entrance. Oh my god, and facade. Gorgeous. Jackass forever has nothing on us. Nothing on us. (laughs) My name is Dylan Garcia, and welcome to Barcelona. Barcelona. And then I just zoom out. I just fully collapse. Uh, oh my god, that's so romantic. It's so romantic. Oh my god, you should faint and then fall down the stairs. Oh, oh gorgeous. I'm just like I'm too I'm too enraptured with the beauty of architecture in Barcelona oh that god. I just can't I can't thank it and I just, I just Oh my god, out. I really hope opera's playing like quietly in the background while oh. that's happening. <laughs> I hope Sayoko is playing. Fly. Birds are flying oh. up. Oh god. And then they land back on my dead body. <laughs> Gorgeous. Gorgeous. You'll have all the time in the world to watch The Sopranos then. Uh, yeah, they'll, well, they'll be carrying me out to the hospital, El Hospital. <laughs> and um, You have the powers there. of the pigeon lady. One, <laughs> two. That's right. That's right. Anyway, right. back to <laughs> Ocean's Eleven. Um, Ocean's Eleven is great. Who's, um, who's your favorite ocean of the Ocean's Eleven? We got... Uh, okay, let me see if we can name them all. So there's George. Does yeah. he count as himself? I think he's is he one of his own the Eleven, thing? right? Yeah, okay, so there's... I'm, in, I'm not looking at it, I promise. Okay, so we there's got George, George Clooney, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Who's very hot and great in this movie. So hot. He's um, you've got Don Casey Cheadle. Affleck. Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Casey Affleck, Scott Kahn. Scott Kahn. Is Elliot Gould Elliot considered Gould? part of it? I think so. I Elliot think Gould, Carl Reiner as the old man. Carl Reiner. You've um, got... The guy who looks like Alexis from Hot Chip. Oh, the computer I, I, hacker guy. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, the yeah. hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hair, I, I see where you're going with it. And That's then, eight. um, oh, did you mention the Chinese oh, gy- gymnast? the Chinese guy, yes, him. That's nine. I'm missing two. Um. Okay, I'm not, okay, do we want to call it now? We're going to look at the list? No, 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 we just, I just watched this movie. I, I just know, watched this movie. It was like an hour ago. Oh uh, my God. Are they counting Julia and no, Andy? No, what? No. No, we named all of them. No, Matt Damon, Matt Damon, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. There we go. Ten. Matt Damon. What do I win? And you did... Bernie Mac. Are Bernie Mac. Miss Bernie Mac. Fucking Bernie. Bernie you know, he's not really in the movie very much, though. He's not, but he's so good when he is. Like, that, that scene one scene Matt. is, like, classic. Oh, my God. Whenever he's, like, <laughs> whenever he's, like, squeezing the hand of the oh, I love that car scene. dealership, he's like, your hands are so soft. What do you do? You know, I've tried it. I went uh, unscented for a year. We really should be wearing gloves when we go to bed. <laughs> so good. So good. Yeah, so like, good. yeah, I think my favorite of all of them is... Well, Don Cheadle's, like, doing this, like, really bad, like, Cockney accent. It's so accent. funny. <laughs> um, and it's really funny. And he's, like, a bomb expert. And I yeah. did like it when he was, like, we're Barney. And they're, like, what does that mean? He's, like, Barney Rubble. Trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, okay. Like, I like I definitely, that. like, uh, I looked up some Cockney rhyming slang after that because I was, like, I'm going to figure out the logic behind it. And I still don't. I'm really stupid. We do have some British listeners. Um, please DM us and explain to me. Um what Cockney writing slang is because I can't, I don't understand it. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was so camp. He was like so on camp. a different, he was like in a different movie and it was great. Yeah. Um, it was great. Also, but also like, Elliot Gould though. Elliot Gould, but we're going to, we're going to talk about him later, but Elliot Gould. Yeah. Elliot Gould. Elliot He's Gould. so hot, even as an old He's man. 
Oh, that's what I want to look like when I grow up. Oh, God, I'm never going to be that hairy because I'm gay. I know. What do I do? Okay. I don't know. Why are some gay men so hairy and some aren't? I know. I want it. Just give it to I have nothing. No, literally. I have nothing by Whitney Houston. I have nothing. And I feel like I look disappointing because I have, like, facial hair mama. And then, like, my shirt comes off and it's like. I don't even have that. I I think I've shown Kirk. I don't even have armpit hair. Well, it's because you're blonde. I guess. I mean, I mean, it's my hair dark right my now. My body, yeah. But I've always thought of you as a blonde. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> I don't even have like, I don't even have like thigh hair. Like I have nothing. Like at my, like at my knees, it stops. No, like my legs are hairy. Like every, like it, I look like I'm gonna be an otter, and then I take my shirt off, and it's like, oh, you looked like a 16 year old. There we go. Yeah, I love. Uh, I hate bodies. I hate having a body. Um, it really is one I of the worst decisions. Can't wait till we're floating around in just orbs. Oh my god! I can't. Honestly, if there's a way that I could step into the metaverse and not come back, oh, you're one of those up. girls. I don't mean I don't want to like put on a headset. I want to fully like have my consciousness uploaded to yeah, something you be that in could be unplugged. That episode of Black Mirror, where yes. they're like it, they're like ghosts in that computer program, and, then and they're San Junipero. The yes, yeah. and I I would love to be a lesbian with Gugu and Batha Bra. Like, I mean, who doesn't who want wouldn't? that? Gorgeous. Who wouldn't? God. Um, I love Casey Affleck. I'm sorry. Um, well, I know you love him. But I, like, I his love character, and support him and Scott Khan's characters are the most yes. annoying ones. Yeah, Scott Khan sucks, but Casey... But, but the thing is, my two favorite things is whenever he's, like, fumbling with the car in the beginning, and then when he's fumbling with the car at the end, and then whenever he's, like, I gotta take my balloons to my very important guest, you circus animals. Oh, yeah, that, love was, a, that was a gay line. Love it. Great. <laughs> Yeah, everyone's so great in this movie. Everyone's fucking. Everyone's yeah, it's good. a it's a really like solid movie, like with great yeah. performances, great pacing, great cinematography. It's, it's two fun. hours flies by, and like I said, I had no idea what was going on, but I was enthralled. Oh yeah, it's like uh, what what's the never mind. I don't understand yeah, how don't security understand. cameras work. I don't understand okay. how robbing works. I don't understand no. how vaults work. All but the things bombs are. I don't understand how like cuckolding works. <laughs> Until this movie, I feel like it taught me what a, the grandest cuckold could be, which is what George Clooney does to Andy Garcia. It's so hot. It's so. <laughs> but it would have been hotter if they kissed. It would have been. Uh, know, but we can't always get what An- we want. Andy and Andy and George. Yeah, I got they They would scratch each other's faces, but they're five o'clock shadow. Uh, oh God. Anyway, speaking of, um, I don't know five o'clock. I don't know. Shadow. Speaking of uh, Steven Soderbergh, no, he always has, he always has yeah. He is. He's. He's. I mean. Yeah. He fucking rules. He's well, our. I. He. I would go out on a limb and say he's our greatest working director. Wow, that's a bold statement. I mean, his output. He's not. I mean, I'm missing a few of movies. I haven't seen his entire filmography. He has a but lot of his, movies. I have never seen a bad movie of his. I feel like he is like the straight Gus Van Sant. Mm-hmm. Because Gus Van Sant can make like a mainstream movie that everyone loves if he wants mm-hmm. to. But then he also makes Jerry. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, I feel like Soderbergh's kind of similar. He, like, can make Ocean's Eleven. He can make Out of Sight. But then he can also make fucking Unsane. And Bubble. Unsane, yeah. And, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, he's a really interesting director. I I feel like him and Gus Van Sant, they're, like, of the same kind of generation of filmmaker. And, like, I feel like they've had similar careers. Yeah, they've both, you know, they won the Oscar. I mean, he won. He definitely won the Oscar. I don't know about Gus. They both won the Palme d'Or. I know that. But, like, he, there's, like, kind of these big eras of Steven Soderbergh that 
are very interesting. Like his, he has basically like three big movements. So he starts off opening film, Sex Lies and Videotape. I mean, that's a perfect masterpiece. Movie. Yeah. yeah, perfect film. I had the criterion of it, and it has this like plastic slipcase that makes it look like uh, a cathode ray tube TV or whatever. Like it has like the lines. Oh hell it's yeah! It's so fucking cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's a great movie. I would do it on the pod, but I would actually put it into the gay movie. Category. Yeah, it's a gay movie. Yeah. All the all, yeah, no, all of our, yeah, no. Uh, Any movies about movie. kinks are gay, mm-hmm. even if it's straight mm-hmm. people. Sorry. Um, and then he follows that up with. Kafka, which is like it's like fucking. I haven't seen it all the way through because it's like impossible to find. But the clips I've seen are like real fucking weird. It's crazy. He has all this goodwill and he does Kafka and then like King of the Hill and underneath. I haven't seen those are like hard to find. But Schizopolis rules. Okay, that's just like he's stars in it. It's just like this like Bonds like Gonzo like documentary ish kind of thing. It's real fucking weird. Grey's Anatomy is one of his Spalding Gray uh, monologue movies, and then ninety eight out of sight. Ten years after that. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, like, if you look at the filmography, even though there's some, like, gems, indie gems in there, it's like you got Sex, Lies, and Videotape as, like, a breakout indie. Mm -hmm. And then he got Out of Sight as, like, his first, like, I mean, was this, like, a big... So it wasn't a huge movie. It only made $78 in the the box office. But it was, like, a a moderate... It's like a return to form. Like, a moderate hit. Yeah. It was like, okay, he's going to make, he's not making a fucking monologue movie anymore. He's like making an actual like sexy movie. That movie is the sexiest fucking movie. It's sexy so is like hot. non It's Jennifer Lopez's. Movie. It's my favorite performance of hers. It's incredible. She's out of this world in that. Um, yeah. And, and the Limey. for a couple Academy Awards, screenplay and yeah. editing. So like people noticed it. Yeah. Um, the Limey, another movie people love. It's a crime movie. People adore that film. And then he does 2000. Like truly one of the greatest years in film for anyone ever. He doubles up and does Traffic and Aaron Brockovich. Yeah, Aaron Brock the, the the run of Aaron Brockovich Traffic and Ocean's Eleven all back to back is insane. insane. It's like he it's makes all like in a, a year. he makes like an Oscar movie, Aaron mm-hmm. Brockovich. Then he makes Traffic, which is like a multi like storyline, like epic mm-hmm. melodrama about drug trafficking. And that's what he wins his Oscar for. Yeah, Traffic is such a great movie, and I feel like it was huge when it was out. And I I feel like people talked about it when I was like younger, but I feel like mm-hmm. no one really mentions it anymore. And I rewatched yeah. it in the last like five years or so, and it's a great movie. Oh yeah, it really holds yeah. up. And then he does Ocean's Eleven, which is just like he like follows these two like really big Oscar movies with this like farce, and it's so. But that's much when it fun. gets really weird because he does these like he does like Solaris. It's like in, in between the Ocean sequels because there's two of his Ocean's movies after this. Mm-hmm. In between, he's like Solaris, Bubble, The Good mm-hmm. German, which might be one of the most boring movies I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Bubble um, Whips. And then like he finishes the Ocean's movie, does his like giant ass Che movies, like two yeah. movies. And then it's like the girlfriend experience with Sasha Gray. It's like, Which, what? Yeah, that movie's awesome. It's so good. Uh, and that's never he, that's like his, because it's like full frontal solar, full frontal bubble and the girlfriend experience. These sort of like experiments and like digital video and non-professional actors or like non like Hollywood actors. Cause like Sasha Gray, like as an actor, but just like in a different format or whatever. Um, incredible. The informant, fine. But then he goes to this third era where he like kind of comes back and does like big mainstream Hollywood movies and they're incredible genre exercises like Contagion, this very big like epic multi-story thing about a, about right now. <laughs> about a Literally. Pandemic. Yeah. Oh my God. We watched it like a week into like 
the pandemic that was bad. And then he does like Haywire, this incredible action movie. Have you ever seen Haywire? I've never even heard of it. Did it like? Flop? It's so good. No, you know, it's uh, Gina Carano. It is Michael Fassbender, Ian McGregor. Yeah, it's great. Um, and then Magic Mike. I mean, yeah, Magic Mike was like a reset because I feel like Magic Mike came out the same year as like Spring Breakers and. Yeah, 2012. They're, not, so that's... they're, they're similar, but not similar because the approach to the subject matter is so different. But mm-hmm. I would consider, like, you know how, like, we live in an era now where we're all, like, sex positivity and, like, oh, like, things mm-hmm. can be, like, camp. Or, like, oh, like, it's okay to make movies about, like, weird shit that, like, people yeah. don't consider to be, like, Oscar fair. I feel like yeah. that Magic Mike helped start that. Spring Breakers on an indie yeah. level did that, but this started it on a mainstream level where it's like, people were so shocked by Magic Mike. Like, oh, you can make a movie about this kind of subject material and it's like thoughtful, thought provoking, yeah. smart. <laughs> I yeah. just like, the world was like, didn't even know what to do with Magic Mike, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I think people literally went and saw this movie thinking it was gonna be like a hot movie and then it was like, oh, this is sad. Yeah, it has, <laughs> there are some hotness things in it. There are some very hot things in this movie, but it is mostly just like about why, why? Yeah. Yeah, it was um, a great movie, and I feel like it movie. really, like, yeah, it just kind of changed the game, I feel like, for in yeah. movies, especially mainstream movies, in a way. Like, and it, I think it proved it that audiences been... could be into, like, watching, like, two, isn't it, like, a super long fucking movie, too? It's, a, it's, it's not super long, it's two almost hours. two hours, but still, it's, like, a yeah. two-hour-long movie about a sad male stripper. Yeah, it's you know? Yeah. It was, and it's, I, like, honestly, it's the 80s been... all over again, you know? Yeah. It should have been McConaughey's Oscar. He should have got it for supporting that year for that. Well, yeah, and he shouldn't have won for Dallas Buyers Club. That movie should be erased from the earth. Sorry, Jacques Mm -hmm. Vallée, rest in peace. R.I.P. Doesn't change that he made a shit movie. (laughs) Ah, A bunch of shit movies. And then he retired from filmmaking, but not before making My Beloved Side Effects, Um, the lesbian camp movie that is uh, in the long lineage of lesbians are evil films. It's just... I, I feel like I would silly. consider side effects like a dangerous movie. It's silly. It's a silly, silly, silly movie. I've not seen it since it came out. I remember I did not like it though. I loved it. I was. I, I just thought it like a big twist girl. I love a good twist. Yeah. Ooh. Also, Catherine Zeta Jones. Oh. Yeah, she came out of retirement to do that. That <laughs> is what she did. And then it, it it made him go into retirement. He didn't. He did the Nick for Stars, which like Nick has its fans. They love it. I'll watch it one day. But then comes back. It's crazy that like he takes four years off, which is his biggest gap because he works pretty much yearly since yeah, like 1998. Literally. He is since 1999. He has made a movie every single year. That's uh, not. And if, I'm not counting 2003 because he made two in 2002. So that like, yeah, that covers it. That covers that. Um, and then he comes back. He's you'd think he's like Steven Soderbergh, like one of our most respected directors. The thing, the best thing about like his traffic for best director win is that he was also nominated against himself for Aaron Brockovich and still won. Like that's how much support he yeah, had. Yeah, it's so hard to do that. It's incredible. Um, and then he comes back and does Logan Lucky, which is just like a, <laughs> this really silly, just like NASCAR robbery movie, very similar to like Oceans. It's really fun. Unsane. I haven't seen Unsane. Uh, and then he did some Netflix movies, and he's been doing a bunch of stuff for HBO Max, including 2022's Kimmy, which I thought was very good. Is that the laundromat it. the one where everyone was clowning Meryl Streep for having, like, a Spanish accent? Uh, a Panamanian accent, yeah. she yeah. No, she is a Panamanian woman in it. <laughs> she plays a Panamanian woman. Steven! 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 But then we also, he, you know, he did TV, but he also did the Oscars. 
last year's Oscars, which are probably widely considered to be one of the worst Oscars of all time. God, what a bore fest that was. It was terrible. And then the way it ends where they were like, oh, that's how I know that people don't know who's going to win the Oscars. Because if they knew that Chadwick Boseman wasn't going to win, they wouldn't have let him do that. Oh, yeah, that was like... That's how you know that Cooper, Waterhouse, and Price, they keep that shit That was down. so awkward. Oh, and my God. I think we've already discussed it before, like, on a, like last year on the pod, but, like, it was just such a shame because it was such a, like, monumental year, like, for, mm-hmm. like, you know, Chloe Zhao winning and all that other stuff, but I just feel like it, like, it's gotten lost already, like, in the sand of time. Like, yep. like no one cares. Oh, yeah, last year was an asterisk to Oscars, and it's sad. Yeah. Because it was a good sad. year for movies. Mm-hmm. Which I can't really say uh, about this year. Yeah, we watched... I've loved a I'm, lot of stuff I've seen this year. Yeah, the stuff I love wasn't nominated for Oscars. Nope. Me neither. Tatan, Green Knight. Literally, all it. I can do is root for The Power of the Dog this year, and that's, that's it. it. Yeah. It's like, girl, that's all we honestly... But I kind of don't want The Power of the Dog to win everything, because I feel like it's it's going to be a punching bag movie. Like, I feel uh-huh. like everyone's going to be like... It already is. It, are, people talk Jimmy so much Kimmel shit thing? about it. I'm like, did y'all watch this movie? It's great. Like... Was that Jimmy Kimmel thing, where he was like... Power Dog, the movie that no one's watched, led the Oscars. So That's like, first so of all, annoying on that he said that. And like all yeah, the things like, that these like straight white men are saying that are like in their forties that like have nothing to do with like film. Like let's yeah. be pretentious about it. It's true. It's like shut the yeah. fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Y'all have money. Y'all y'all won. Y'all y'all won at this point. I know. I say we've said this a million times, Dylan, but it like blows my mind. It's like this movie could make. Tw- a bajillion dollars and have a million fans and it's like if it doesn't win a fucking Oscar it's like oh wow you don't care about these movies and it's like why don't you let the little indie movies have a fucking chance because yes. they're clearly not going to make a shit ton of money no they're they make or break filmmakers numbers. it's important yes you the fucking well the next movie that fucking Chloe Zhao made was Eternal and everyone hated it um, but still the opportunity yeah the opportunity is there itself. exactly you think Marvel saw the fucking writer and was like you you're going to make a fucking Marvel movie. No, the writer's so tiny. It's just, let Spider-Man doesn't have to win everything, okay? It's already like the fourth highest grossing movie of all time. Let it have that. That has an Oscar. Melt some of the money, the fucking gold coins it makes down yeah, right, into a little statue and put Spider-Man skin so over it or whatever. It's so I can't stupid. Kevin Smith, like... Oh my God. Ugh, He's like, Shut what an up. annoying thing to say. It's crazy that Kevin Smith made one like masterpiece and then has truly made the worst movies and everything after. I truly that. think Red State is like one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it's absolutely terrible. It's it has our girl Melissa Leo in it. Oh my god. Um, yeah, terrible. Absolutely awful. The only awful. Oscar she even somewhat deserved to win was for Frozen River. Other than oh, Frozen River is so good. But other than that, no uh, man. No man. One day we're gonna do Prisoners on here and I'm gonna vomit everywhere. Connie Britton should have Melissa Leo's career. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And speaking of Kimmy, you know, I feel like it's like a, there's kind of like the three flavors of ice. So it's like Connie Britton, Melissa Leo, and then one of the villains. She only has one scene is Rita Wilson. Oh, yeah. She rules, she rules in Kimmy. She's so good in it. <laughs> Kimmy, okay, I'll go off a little bit, just a second to talk about it in the beginning. But Kimmy is his, his De Palma movie. He's trying to make uh, Blowout. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, and there's this. It, watch it if you can with like headphones. Like, cause I, I watch I watch everything on my Xbox Series X, and I watch it with my big headphones. And uh, it's uh, Zoe Kravitz plays like an autistic character, like on the spectrum, and it's like it's like textual, and um, everything is very like uh, tactile, so you can hear like everything kind of go in and out, and it's like you can hear on the keyboard, and she like, puts on her headphones, and everything kind of mutes out in the world. It's so cool. It's such a great sound movie, um, and my husband Derek Delgadio is in it. 
as the villain. Oh, and he is terrible in it. Oh, I'm sure. He is Wooddon. Wooddon. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about it. You know, Soderbergh has like so many different kinds of movies. Like, what do you, what would you consider his like style to be? I mean, we mentioned lighting. I definitely feel like his movies have like are usually well lit, but like, mm-hmm. is there like themes you see uh, as a fan of his that come up a lot in his movies? Like, what's the like through line here? I mean, I think he's kind of my kind of thing with him is that he's always elevated genre. Um, and not whenever I think whenever people think genre now, they think of just like horror and superhero. Like that's what genre means <coughs> now. It's horror and superhero, nothing else. But he like heist is a genre. Heist is definitely there's like a big like tradition of heist movies, uh, crime movies. He does a lot of a lot of he does a lot of crime. A lot yeah, of he does kind a lot of like, crime movies. But it's like a lot of like elegant crime, like kind of like Logan Lucky is probably like the like quote unquote lowest form of crime. But even that's like still like they have like an intelligence to them. It's all, like, very intelligent criminals, very intelligent people who are doing bad things. Um, I think his one... Or, like, and then... My favorite kind of version is Nair Brockovich. Because she is kind of taking that on its head where it's, like, an ordinary person doing an extraordinary thing. Where it's kind of, like, an extraordinary person... Do, everything else is, like, an extraordinary person doing an ordinary thing. Aaron Brockovich is so good. If you haven't seen it, Julie Roberts, it's her best performance. Yeah, but she's still an Oscar from She York, did. So... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'll never uh, one of our finest years. Um, but it yeah, really I is, just, I think, the best year for best actress of all time. Yeah, um, I think she had. I think Soderbergh just likes to take people who wouldn't normally, you know, be glorified and glorify them. Not to like, not like at a Sean Baker level, but like, right? It's more, it's more classy. He's elegant. There is a classiness to his movies. For his sure. elegance. And, like, even whenever stuff, like, it isn't, like, elegant, like, Magic Mike is about, like, stripping or whatever. He, like, brings uh, gravity and elegance to it. That's so true. Yeah, I guess I would agree with that. And I guess he shows us into, like, he really immerses you into a world. Mm -hmm. Like, you can tell he does his research. Like, I I don't know how, like, accurate Ocean's Eleven is for, like, people that commit heists. But it just is a very detailed movie. Like, I feel like, but Mm -hmm. without bogging you down with the the details, it's still They did a really smart thing of, like, explaining what they're doing while doing it. Yeah. And so, like, they wouldn't do it twice. I love how that works, where it's just like, okay, we're going to do this, but it's just them doing it. Right. Yeah, it's like even I could have basically followed the movie, even though I was like, huh? Yeah, the movie, like, never... There's not really, like, any, like, acts to it. It's, like... It's basically, like, a two-hour-long one-act play. I gotta say, though, like, I know I always am the one that brings this up, but, like, I just, like, the the plot line with him and Julia Roberts, like, just totally, like, kills the vibe for me. Really? I just, like, like oh, to watch it. movies where it's, like, people... Like, I, I just... the I understand that there's, like... It's a classic Hollywood thing. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie is, like, indebted to the original, right? And it's gonna have this kind of mm-hmm. classy... Hollywood feel to it but I just always find even in older movies that the whole like subplot with the woman thing that's in every single movie in Hollywood it just always like throws me off and also like the characters get mad at him for like what like five seconds and then forgive him even though they literally put their lives in danger because he like wants to win his girl back it's just like this like dudes rock thing in movies that always throws me off it's like everyone's Mm -hmm. like you know what I get it I get yeah, it because Julia like Roberts has DJ lips, you know, and it's just like <laughs> I, I just don't buy it, and it's like fun and like they they have a charming chemistry, so it makes up for mm-hmm. it. But story wise, for me, I was just like, oh, like I just kind of wanted them to like rob the casinos because they could. Like I yeah. wanted that to be the reason, like what they said originally, which is like it's insane. Yeah, let's the do best it. form of this is of like robber versus person trying to get them out of sight. Like it's 
it's kind of the same. I cannot for the life of me remember the plot of that movie. I just remember hot J-Lo George Clooney. J-Lo's like an FBI agent. He's like a guy getting out of jail and then he's like doing one more crime or whatever. But they're like cat and mousing it kind of. Oh, it's like heat. It's like a hot heat. It's like hot heat. It's like hot. We have to do heat one day. When are we going to do heat? I fucking love heat. That movie I've never seen heat. See, heat is an example of a movie where like they're so indebted to like what they do, like being the criminal and being the cop. And like they're so obsessed with their work that it's like women don't even like enter the picture. And I hate to say that. Like I'm like, let's erase women from crime movies. But (laughs) like, you know, I think Michael Mann does a really good job of like there's always like sex and stuff going on in his movies it's not like they're like unsexy movies but overall Mm -hmm. it's just so much more about like they're so committed to what they do they're like obsessed Mm -hmm. with their jobs and i like love Love that about his movies because i i I too am obsessed with my job which is making this podcast (laughs) um well speaking of heat let's just talk about like heist movies like i mean i'm not like i feel feel like uh, i've seen a lot of them but like i i wouldn't like i wouldn't have thought that i had until i see this like list here yeah, uh, we have we mentioned Heat. One of my favorite reasons is Inside Man. I watched that movie a million years ago, like it when is. I was a kid. I totally, I just remember Jodie Foster's in it. Jodie Foster's incredible in it. It's um, Denzel is in it. It is um, fuck. What's his name from the Nick? What what the what Children of Men? Clive Owen. Clive Owen. There we go. It's Tastes like, like you, but sweeter. I think it's called Spike Lee made a heist movie. It's almost like every yeah. great American director has to get like a heist movie under yeah. their belt to be considered like one of the best. They have Dead Presidents, which is a movie I haven't seen in a very long time, but it was on VH1 all the time. Um, and Out of Sight, which was great. And then, like, I think our most modern recent example, like, that, like, took over society was Inception. And it's so funny because I don't even heist. think of Inception as a heist movie, but you're right. But they're, they're, it's like a reverse heist. They're putting stuff in. So weird. But yeah, it yeah. is. Oh, it's Nolan. A- uh, oh, you're Nolan. so smart, Nolan. You're so smart. Mm, you're so smart, Christopher Nolan. Oh, my God. Also, spoiler alert, we may be doing a Nolan movie soon. <gasps> Possibly. Oh, which one's it going to be? Which one's it going to be? Which one's it going to be? If you think for more than one second. And look, if you've looked at how our season two has been going and the movies we've been choosing. Yeah, it's not, it's pretty obvious what we're going to do. It's pretty obvious what we're going to do. The prestige. Um, but I think heists are cool. I think it's just like a, it's a sort of like an American subgenre of crime movie. It's just like, it is this very, it's just fun to watch like shit happen. Like people put a plan together and just like do it. Yeah, I, I guess it. like, I just don't vibe with it on that level. I think that mm-hmm. they're fun. Like I, uh, not ever mad if I watch a heist movie, but something else I like seek out. Like in mm-hmm. this straight canon, like straight subgenres, yeah. like. I feel like crime movies in general are just, like, not my bag. And, like, heist movies, how would they rank for me? I mean, I'd much rather watch, like, this again than, like, The Irishman. So there you go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I was at um, Half Price Day, and they had The Irishman um, Criterion for sale. I didn't buy it. I instead bought the giant box set of Breaking the Waves. There you go. You made the uh, gay decision. I made the gay decision. So now I have a Blu-ray and a DVD copy of Breaking the Waves for some reason. Um and it was takes up three spots on my shelves for where a DVD could go, so um, I'm running out of shelf in my book space. Anyway, um, yeah, heist movies are cool, I think. I just, like, yeah, I like whenever it's not that hard to, like, kind of, like, whenever it's, like, a regular crime movie, like, I'm thinking, like, a, I don't know, what's a regular crime Goodfellas. movie? Goodfellas. Goodfellas, where it's, like, okay, it's beyond the actual crime itself, more about the world of the crime. Don't like it. When it's just the crime... I can do that when it's just the one thing. It's like I can I can keep up with that. 
like Inside Man is just like the one thing. They're in the bank. They're trying to get all the Nazi stuff. They play the Indian song at the beginning. It's great. And it's just a simple, easy, breezy, beautiful, classic form of film. Yeah, I guess it's just like heist movies are based in the fact that the characters are usually like gambling addicts and gambling is like maybe the mm. one addiction that I don't have. <laughs> uh, I, oh my, I, I know I, I like can't live in a state with legalized gambling. I know it would ruin my life. So that's why you like heist movies because you like gambling. That's why. Oh my God. I love just the, the high. See, yeah, when I watched Uncut Gems, I was like, this man is insane. Oh my God. The end of Uncut Gems is so fucking good. I have the 4K UHD of it and it looks like shit and I love right, it. Right, because the movie is like literally filmed on a 16 yeah. millimeter camera. Yes. But my Citizen Kane shipped. I had to go pick it up. That shit's going to look gorgeous. Gorgeous. Red bud, you're going to be able to touch it. Mm-hmm. Um, if y'all haven't seen Rose Citizen Bud. Kane, Rosebud, sorry, Rosebud. Red bud. I didn't want to be red. Mm-mm. It's a black and white girl. It's just, you can keep that shit in black and white. Um, go watch Citizen Kane. It's it's, it's a actually movie. a really fun movie. It's like one of those classics <laughs> it's where everyone's fun, like, oh, God. God. And it's like, no, it's actually fun. Like, it's yeah. actually a fun movie to watch. Yeah, no, it's like, it's really cool. It goes by, like. <laughs> it's a great movie. Great movie. Um, speaking of Citizen Kane, why do straight people like this movie? And we talked about it earlier. Crime. Crime. Y'all love, love crime. crime. Why do you guys like crime so much? Actually, I know. don't. I know you can't answer the straight people movies question, but can you answer this question? One of you, please DM us. Why do y'all love crime movies so much? Why? 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 Bullet points. I want to know. No, like literally Um, on an essay. I like truly don't get it. Like I don't get it. Like I mean like again, like I don't dislike crime movies. They're not my favorite. But like y'all are like obsessed. Obsessed. You're obsessed with them. Do you secretly wish you were a criminal, straight boy? Do you? Hey, straight boy. Hey, straight boy. (laughs) You want to be a criminal? This is our Get on your knees. (laughs) Yeah. I'll make you a criminal. This is our eating Raul. <laughs> the only criminal that I want is Fiona Apple's criminal. And that's Yes, it. that's right, baby. That's right. I think just like show people like crime because it's like, that's the only part of them. I don't know. I'm going to be like the most annoying person on Twitter and be like, straight people love crime because that's the only part of them. Or they're the only people that aren't criminalized somewhere in the world. Yeah. No, unfortunately, that's not the reason. No. No, I think they like crime I mean, crime is fucking cool. Being bad is cool. I guess that's what I it is. I love being bad. But I also think straight people literally watch these kinds of movies and are like, I could do that. Like, I truly no. believe that part of the allure oh. for them is that, like, they're all so confident in themselves that they watch movies of people doing insane things. And they're like, if I trained, like, or, like, I learned how to do that stuff, like, I could do it. So the gag, if so when we were talking about which one of us is our favorite, if there's, if, <laughs> imagine a world where there's a podcast where two straight dudes get together and talk about movies. Imagine it, sit in silence for a second and think about it. Crazy world, right? They wouldn't say, which one do you like? They would be like, which one is you? Exactly. Exactly, mm-hmm. Dylan. That is so big brains because that's exactly yeah, what it is. Yeah. They would be like, which one are you? They would like cast yeah. themselves as, as the guys in the yeah, movie. No. I'm Julia no. Roberts. I don't even need yeah. to think it twice. <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm that guy that's like, Sid! Sid, remember when we met? And then they get pulled away by Casey Affleck? That's yeah, me. Yeah, that's you. And we that's already know. We don't have to cast each other. We already knew that. I knew that Dylan was that guy. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, we don't have to think about it. Y'all yeah, think it's like, God. Stop we don't have to think ever. It's so nice being gay. Try it's, it. Oh, I love being stupid. You know how fucking stupid I am? 
I, w- I promise that it wasn't that high, but whenever I was watching Encanto last night, I had to like Google the plot after. <laughs> <I was laughs> For like, an animated kids movie? Yeah, I was like, Iconic. did I miss something? <laughs> um, I think dudes, you know, in like in a wider spectrum, just like hanging out with dudes. Dudes hanging out with dudes where they don't have sex. Yes. That's what straight guys, no, they like to like, see dudes getting together, all of the different mm-hmm. personalities coming together as a team and pulling something off. Yeah, Which again would incredible. never happen in real life. No, it's like team sports. They love teams. They love teams. But they're not even know. good at being on a team. No. Straight boys are no. terrible at being on teams. Yes. Because they're always just, just taking control of everything. They would all be fighting. Be the they would not like all be like, oh, you're in charge, George Clooney. They'd all be like, no, like my idea is the best idea. Yeah, like, it's really, I'm the quarterback. The they're like, I'm the quarterback. Yeah, they'd be like, why are we robbing Bellagio? We could rob Circus. Unless circus. they think of George Clooney as a coach, because when there's a coach involved, then they're like, yes, coach. Ooh, yes. Very yes, yes chef. chef. There's something. Yes, chef. There's nothing hotter on Top Chef when they go, yes, chef. Especially when they just yelled. Uh, chef, do you need anything? They're like, no. They're like, yes, chef. Uh, sorry, yes, chef. chef. Sorry, chef. Um, and then I think it's like doing everything in your power to get your woman back. Right, which again, like in real life, I would think that everyone would be like, you're a fucking idiot. We're not doing this anymore. Yeah, no. It's like, but no, they're all like, fine. we get it, man. We get, get it. it. Get her back. You deserve. You deserve her. She. Even though, even though he doesn't deserve her. No. Like the, the, at the end of the movie, I was like, that really is all it took to get her back. Like she's a dumb bitch. Honestly, same. But like also like, <laughs> fuck off. You know. Yeah. That's it. That's. I mean, straight people love this movie. It's is just very the straight. movie. The movie is straight. We finally straight. after our little run there of doing gay movies, we finally get yeah, the no. straight one again. Yeah, the stuff in our gay section, it's a little like that's like we're at the bottom of the barrel. There's like one obvious answer and then one like joke dumb one that I made. Um, let's go into it. Is there anything gay about this movie? Yes, Elliot the answer is Elliot Gold. Elliot, Elliot Gold. Gold. What are you talking about? Is Elliot Gold. And what's funny is I don't even think he's playing a gay man in it. No, I don't. But he is gay. But I love really rich straight men that are basically Liberace. Oh yeah, like there's, I love a, that trope. Like they're just old, so Jew. flamboyant, yes. Yes. but also I love it when they actually are gay. AKA the other Garcia, not Andy Garcia, the other one that Dylan Garcia. No, the, uh, the one uh, in Boogie Nights. Wait, is his last name Garcia? No. Wait, Wait who are you, you talking about? Talking about right? No. Who's the guy in Boogie Nights that's like got the twink in the background, like setting off little. Oh, Guillermo Diaz. No, I. He's gay. No, 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 no. Not I'm him. cutting all this out. Not him. We're gonna research. Doing some research. Not him. The other, oh. the one that played Doctor Octopus in Spider Man. Oh, Alfred Molina. <laughs> Alfred Molina. <laughs> Alfred Molina's not gay. No, 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 no. no. His character in Boogie Nights is oh, gay. Oh yeah, there we go. The character he's playing yes. in Boogie Nights is essentially Elliot Gould's character in Ocean's Eleven, except he's actually gay. But he's doing yes, the same and- thing with the exposed chest hair, the robe, mm-hmm. except that he has mm-hmm. a twink in the background setting off firecrackers. Yes, yes. And it's such an amazing. Yes. More like just if you're gonna have a flamboyant rich guy showing chest hair, just make him gay. Just make him gay. Just make Why him not? gay. It's not that hard. He's already Elliot basically Gould. there. He just needs Elliot a- Gould serving a poolside salad to George yeah, Clooney and Brad Pitt. Literally a poolside salad. Poolside salad. There's a part I don't remember what they con. Oh, it's him walking into the place. Every he goes, it's a gaudy monstrosity. Uh, obsessed with that line reading. I Gaudy really monstrosity. Gaudy monstrosity. I just love it. Oh. I love it. What a great two-word phrase. Gaudy monstrosity. Steven Soderbergh has gay friends. He has gay friends. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Steven Soderbergh is cool as hell. He's he, a friend he of the gays. gays. Oh, He's yeah. He's a friend of the gays. 
I just want him to be just like the like the chairman or whatever the like at the pride parade pride the pride parade. What are those called? Like the the you're the. I've only been to one. And I thought it was boring. Me too. Um, although I kind of do. I think it'd be kind of camp at this point to like be on the Bank of America pride float. Oh yeah, just like fully embrace the capitalism of it all. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would dress up as one of the big like uh, tubes and then like a pneumatic tube system, just like full on. That's my favorite. Part I just want to wear bank. like a speedo that says like Bank of America on it. And on like, the back like, says Yas. Yas in yes. rainbow lettering. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um. But yes, Elliot Gould is the biggest faggot in this movie, and he's incredible. Just him smoking a big fucking cigar, watching boxing, and being like, "What is happening?" When the electricity goes. He's out. like, "What's going on?" Like he's really like tra- like on? what I love about that part is that you can tell he's really trying to give performance, like. Like, the character is trying to really, like, be like, oh, I have nothing to do with what's going on at all. Oh, what's <laughs> happening? Like, oh, iconic. Iconic. We love you, Elliot. Uh, come to us. Um, and then I think Julia Roberts saying that she doesn't have a cell phone. That's gay. I don't have a cell phone. I don't have a cell phone. I don't have her, cell phone. Fo- her phone is ringing. She's like, I don't have a cell phone. <laughs> iconic. Love it. I, lo- I love all of her clothes. I mean, she had two outfits in this movie. Um, the gold coat and the not gold coat. <laughs> she does only have two outfits. <laughs> Just, uh, <laughs> and but that gold uh, coat, incredible! God. It's incredible. The, the sexual tension she had with George Clooney was pretty palpable. Oh my god, I know. But how They're can both... he not? He's so hot. Oh, I know. Oh my god. Well, you be Tilda Swinton and Michael Clayton. Mm. Yeah. When are we gonna do Michael Clayton? We've done too many George Clooney movies for a while, but we. I know. We, we have to Clayton wait for Michael Clayton, and we'll get five more stars. <laughs> Yeah, whatever Tom Wilkinson comes your back. Your dad's your. It's like your dad who is really into reading books. His favorite movie. Yep. Is Michael there Clayton. any like? I'm trying to think of any reason for us to do Michael Clayton. There's <laughs> Tony Gilroy. What did he do? Oh, he did Rogue One. Did he die? We're not doing alive. Michael Clayton, Dylan. I'm okay. sorry. We can just oh, talk about Michael great... Clayton. I just want to talk. About, I just want to talk about. Um, why don't we just start talking about talk Michael about Clayton? Instead of talking about Ocean's Eleven, let's just start talking about Michael Clayton for the rest yeah, of the Yeah, we're 50 minutes into the episode. Let's talk about until this Swinton's uh, pits really sweaty in the beginning. Oh, and then whenever so she's amazing. standing at the... Oh, my God. I can't believe she won her Oscar for that. It's incredible. Um, <laughs> is there anything else it's gay? So <laughs> it's so iconic. Uh, what else is gay about... Oh, wait. Real quick. About Tilda Swinton. I got a... Um, uh, somebody gave me a torrent. A memoria. Did I tell you that? Mm-hmm. I got Memoria, baby. Yeah, give it I'm to gonna me. watch it. I will. And then, um, friend of the pod and past and future guest. Um, I don't know. I actually don't want to out him, but if you do some contact clues, was tired of me bitching on Twitter about how the worst person in the world wasn't playing in Austin, mm-hmm. um, and so he downloaded it for me and sent it to me. Beautiful. So now I have that, and he's like, "Stop tweeting about it." And I'm like, "No, Neon should know not to do this to me." Remember when Portrait of the Lady on Fire was, like, getting nominated for a bunch of awards and they didn't release it until, like, February? What the fuck? Petite Maman doesn't come out until April. Well, yeah, no one cares about that one. <laughs> the other movie's, like, 55 minutes long. Like, it's like, just put it on HBO. Put it on Criterion. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Ugh. The release strategies of movies make no... Oh, yeah, we I literally to... saw, a, like, a billboard for Cyrano and it was, like, only in theaters coming soon. And I was like, that was a bad decision. Yeah, no, no one's going to see that. No one's going to see that. I'm going to see it because it's nominated for an Oscar and I had to see all of them. Um, and also The National. I got to see. They did the music. Um, but, yeah, it's like the reason that we're doing fucking Ocean's Eleven is because we're doing uh, an HBO Max movie. There's, like, literally nothing theatrical right now. 
Right. I mean, this is like the bad time of year for it. This is bit, yeah. This is the this is dumpy wary. Um, we were gonna we couldn't think of any video game movies. Yeah. That are that are straight. And we're not doing Doom. No. Or Doom. Doom. Doom three. Doom Machale. <laughs> if you know, you know. If if you know Doom Machale, you know. You fucking know, bitch. You fucking know, girl. <laughs> we should do Doom Machale. No, I will get canceled. Um. Speaking of getting canceled, it's our gay recommendation. So we're going to recommend a movie that's a little gayer than the one we just watched. And don't worry, we're not recommending Widows, even though Again. you should watch Widows. Again, for the 70th time. But you should watch Widows, just watch Widows. Um, I'm actually going to talk about a different heist movie with a bunch of women from the 90s, and that set it off, baby. Never seen this movie. It was on VH1 all the time again. <laughs> um, it's Queen Latifah, Jada Pinkett Smith, Vivica A. Fox are all in it. They're all Robin Banks for different reasons. The main thing I've taken away from this movie is the song Don't Let Go, parentheses, Love by En Vogue. Period. What more do you want from a song? Literally. What more do you want? Literally. What more do you want? Literally. Nothing. Best incredible karaoke song. You don't think it would be because it's really slow, but it's so fucking dramatic and so insane. I saw them at Day for Night Fest Hell yeah. in Houston. Best, hands down, the best show I saw that year. Hands down, better than like Arca and like the fucking butthole surfers and like Matt Mose and shit. It was in vogue, and it was incredible. <laughs> and the most like, there's like moments and like whenever whenever you're on concerts and you can like look around and it's like. Have you ever been to like a concert and not, not really like full, like it's like an opening act maybe, or like an early day in a festival set, and there's not a lot of people there, but you look around and everyone there is like connecting right now. Yeah. And like I'm thinking about whenever I saw Jimmy Eat World open for Incubus, um, and no one was there, but they played Hear You Me, the ballad from uh, Bleed American. Everyone was standing up. It was like me and like 40 other people maybe. We were all just fucking feeling. Same thing at the In Vogue show. So beautiful. It was maybe a hundred people, but we were all fucking losing our minds. I love it's the that. same stage I saw Godspeed You Black Emperor at. God, what a great festival. It, it really, it really was. We did not know what we had when we had it. Like where you could, yeah, you could see Arca and like Tyler Creator and Justice and fucking Laurie Anderson and Dean Blunt and like Dean Blunt coming to in America one day. for like 20 years. Like in one day, yeah. And then go get some waffle fries. <sighs> oh, I just thought of a heist movie that's gay. What's up? Hustlers. 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 Yes. Hustlers. 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 Yes. Hustlers. Hustlers. There you go. Probably Jennifer's second or third greatest performance. Yeah, and you know where are we where are we putting the cell? I know. I know. I know. Okay, so it's out of sight. The cell. Hustlers. She's, well, she's not that good in the cell. It's just the movie is fun. <laughs> the movie is good around her. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like there was no acting directing going on in the cell. No. Oh God, no. Like oh, Tarson no. wasn't like act. He was like literally like I am too busy making this the most gorgeous, coolest movie of all time. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, put on this like face. Did you see Maddie Morphosis was going to do the cell for the Night of a Thousand J Lose? That would have been so sick. God damn it. But we're not talking about the cell. We're here talking about Hustlers. Incredible movie. Speaking of criminal, J-Lo does do a strip too. It all comes together. It all comes back together. It all comes back together. That's that's the ghost that haunted us earlier. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. 
Um, yes, but Hustlers is incredible. Poor Julia Stiles um, gets nothing to do in that movie. Um, this yep. is yeah, great movie, fantastic. Lorene Scafaria, we love you. Please um, have fun sucking Burt Burnham. And please stick. break up with Burt Burnham. Please, so that we can date him. <laughs> <laughs> How tall is he? Is he tall? So I feel like tall. he's tall. <laughs> I'll take the bottom half. You to have the top half. Ooh, let's see. Bo Burnham height. Six five. Oh my god. Big now let's look up Bo Burnham feet. Oh yeah, look up his feet. Uh oh, there's pictures of him in his socks though. Ooh. He is such a socks boy. Oh he is. Oh, there's a picture of him pooping. Okay. Hot. Hot. Honestly. <laughs> there's like a picture somebody took of like him on like a plane. Oh no. Oh no. He posted that. Just those little little piggies. Okay, Bo Burns has good feet. Anywho, we're an hour into the episode. Is there anything else I want to say about Ocean's Eleven slash Steven Soderbergh? That's it. That's it. We got it. Now we're gonna go on a Valentine's Day date. Oh fine. We had our Valentine's Day date yesterday because um we just did everything. Because the pond was taking up a lot of time and uh, we were busy all day, so yeah, no, we're good. And um have fun. What are y'all gonna go do? We're gonna go out to eat. I'm so tired though for some reason. Oh no! I'm, it's the it's the it's the poltergeist. I'm like being possessed right now. Uh oh. Oh my god. Oh no. It's my computer. <gasps> You're being possessed by my computer. Oh this no! Is That's... To jail tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever watched that anime serial experiments, Lane? So this girl who gets possessed with the internet. Um, it's really cool. You'd like it. Yeah, that sounds cool. I like that. That's cool. I'll see if I can find some files for you and send it to you on a Plex. Send, <laughs> send all the files to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Once I get my DVD, once I get my Blu-ray ripper, bitch, it's over. It's oh, yeah. It's fucking over. My Plex account's going to be so good. It's going to have the cell on it. It's going to have Obsessed. <laughs> it's going to have Suspiria 2018. Just to name a few. Just to name a few of my collection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, oh, my name is Dylan Garcia. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia. Dylan Garcia. My name is Dylan Garcia. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Garcia, on Instagram at Garcia, and at Letterboxd at Garcia. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Letterboxd, Twitter, and Instagram at KRKVNSCKLE. Woo! Yep. We did it, baby. Yes. That was our Let's episode of Ocean's bank. 8. Let's go rob Let's a go, We're going to go rob a ba- We're going to go rob like the gay casinos. Like what's uh we're going to go rob the Luxor. Mm. That's the pyramid one. Yeah, pyramids are gay, right? Pyramids are so gay. Pyramids are so fucking gay. Like large ob- like any sort of like ancient obelisk Like or literally being made just cuz they could. Oh yeah. It's gay. It's just it's just performance. It's art. It's camp. We love you. Good night. Good night. Mm-hmm. Don't get haunted. Then out came talk. Talk, talk.